And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a uh, a great week. I've had to wear my Georgia Bulldog stuff here today. I know I live in Florida. I'm not a diehard Georgia Bulldog fan, but my wife's from Georgia. All her family's up there. That was a huge night for all of them. Some, of course, went to Athens for college. And um, so it was a cool night here in the, in the Fulton household as Georgia got it done. And uh, joining me here as we look ahead to the Sony Open and we give you all of the winners, all of the people that are going to finish in the top 20, head-to-head matchups. We're going to bat 100% here <laughs> this week in our betting card, just as I did last night, Gup. I had the Bulldogs minus two and a half. Happy New Year. Brandon Guptill, he's back. How you doing, bud? Doing well. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a great game. Very not what people thought to start with, I don't think, but uh, played out well, and, and the defense showed up there in the fourth to, to get the big stops they needed and uh, and got the first thing in 41 years for Georgia. Yeah. So uh, ton of kind of a thing this week. I man, I I just did my podcast earlier, and I, I'm actually on a lot of these bulldogs. I'm trying to decipher: <laughs> are they going to party hard until Thursday, or take the momentum and play well? Because there's a ton of them here in this field. Yeah. Yeah, there are. You, you, well, you know, Kisner probably has a headache. Oh, yeah. Um, Harris English, maybe. Harris English, interesting play in that 50 60 range to one odds to win. Can what a difference a year Walker. makes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Harris wins a century a year ago. You'd been, I don't think, did Harris oh. play in this last year? No. I think. I don't know if he went back. He probably didn't after he won. I don't probably. think he did. No, he didn't play in this. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got to, you got to, you got Harris English in it. There's Kisner, Hudson, Swafford, and, and more. Big night uh, for the yeah. Bulldogs. JT's not in it. Of course, he went to Alabama, but he did win this tournament uh, at 27 under par five years ago, where he actually absolutely blitzed the field. Speaking of blitz in the field, last week, my goodness. I, I mean, we've never seen anything like that. Three guys well into the 30s. Every record you can think of just absolutely smashed. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it was the perfect storm. I get it. The, can, the golf course had no protection. Um, and, and I don't mind these guys going low like this and, you know, running it up once in a while. We see it late, you know, into the 20s and this and that. It's fine. Problem is when you're sitting there and you're watching it, Gup, and there's no fear. And it just looks like they're never going to make a bogey. It's just a birdie fest, whether or not you can get one and get an eagle. I mean, just the idea of no bogeys, just no consequence, it felt like, right, at all. They're just playing fearless golf. Birdie, birdie, birdie. 61 for you, 62 for you, 63 for you. You get a 61, you get a 62. I mean, it was just crazy-ass golf. You like that when you're just, you know, free-willing it? Uh, it, it, you know, from the, you know, if you had Cam Smith tickets, which a lot of the people did, I, I'm sure they they loved it. Um, I, yes and no. I mean, obviously, just having golf back, and especially night golf for us, we're over here, you know, uh, East Coast, Central Coast. It, it definitely was nice to watch, but it makes it tough in the betting world. There's not much live opportunities because you know once you get those guys up there, they're not going to fall back, or you're hoping. One bad round, um, you know, yet, you, you know, Matt Jones, he, he, I think I saw the thing Sunday, he's had two Eagles um, in a round, like 
in 4,000 rounds or something or, you know, something crazy. And, and he gets four Eagles on the week on the weekend. So you, you had to have that kind of stuff for the guys to, especially drafting, but, you know, even betting and all that, you really got down to, can I make some money on some good head to head type stuff? Cause unless you had those tickets, they, they weren't falling back, especially both of them. I had a nice Woodland ticket two or three years ago and, and Shopley shot a 61, but a, it was just Woodland. There wasn't two guys up there, but Shopley was like the only one. This, it was like, you know, seven or eight guys could have shot eight, nine under on Sunday and still were going to be behind Smith and Rom. So, it, you know, it wasn't, it was exciting watching those two. And I was proud of Cam to, to go toe to toe with Rom. Yeah. Um, you know, played well and, and hung in there, didn't bow down. Um, you know, I, it felt like it was one of Cam's better performances. It, it was kind of odd. It kind of felt like Rom was, knocking off for us ho-hum and still shot 32, 33 under. Um, didn't have as many eagles or anything like those guys did. So Ron's going to be a force all year long. Definitely yeah. looking forward to a little, you know, cut sweat this week. Um, bigger field, 135, 40 guys. A mm -hmm. uh, little, you know, I think you mentioned it's still going to be soft, no wins, but um, tighter fairway, smaller greens, a little bit, little bit more trouble. Not, not crazy, but I don't, I don't think we'll get to the thirties, but you never know. <laughs> I mean, JT got the 27 Kuchar got the 22 a few years ago. Kevin Nall won it last year at 21. I mean, who knows? We're probably likely to see somewhere around the 25 mark, I would imagine. But yeah, you, you set it up beautifully. This is a different course. Uh, Wildlife country club par 70, uh, definitely going to be more difficult off the team. And those fairways at Kapalua were wide and they were soft and they played bigger. And I, I tell you what, I watched a lot of golf, Cam Smith, uh, you know, that soft, those soft areas did, did kind of, um, save him a few times Thursday, Friday. He hit a couple hard shots left that kind of dug in and didn't go all the way into the, mm -hmm. the long grass. Um, but nonetheless, I think two things stood out for me with cam. One is he went head to head with wrong. Anytime you sleep on the lead every single night, that's big time stuff. Mentally big time stuff. You're staring down the face of the number one player in the world who basically is not making mistakes. And the only mistake he made is he hit it left on five. It did find the long grass. He made bogey and still shot the course record. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he lost the ball and shot the course record. That's right. insane. Like that's just absolutely silly golf. Yeah. So Cam Smith after JT did. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. 24 hours later, Matt Jones. Yeah. So, you know, so Cam Smith stared him down Two, Cam Smith did drive the ball exceptionally well. I, I just, it makes no sense to me that Cam Smith came in there and hit it as far as he did, as accurate as he did, and drove the ball better over four days than John Rump. That makes no sense. I mean, you can't handicap that. You're never going to predict that. And that's what he did. And that was the difference um, that got him the tournament. Now, will he come over here and make it the double as we transition to the Sony Open? Um, well. He won it back in 2020. Um, he shot 11 under. The conditions were very different uh, that year. But the conditions this year, the forecast looks great. Light winds. It's going to be in low 80s. Uh, I saw it was raining there on Monday. We're looking at soft conditions again. I mean, this is, you know, this is going to be set up for these guys uh, to score. But it is much more difficult off the tee as far as the lines, getting the ball in play. Um, the rough's not overly long here though. So they can play from the rough. And when you can play from the rough with soft greens, like we saw, they can still stop it. You know, they can still stop it on these greens. Um, I don't think the, the, I don't think the short game gut is 
as challenging here. Capolo, you can get some kind of weird short game types of shots, but when you're going that low, it, it has no value because if you're worried about someone's short game, then <laughs> I mean, they're just going to get lapped anyway. <laughs> so uh, I think it's pretty vanilla as far as the short game here. Um, but then you've got the, the Bermuda grass on these greens and, and here, can you get hot with the putter, right? I mean, can you, can you cam Smith here two years ago? He went positive eight. Kucher was positive seven. Kazire was positive 6.8. Like historically you can get it. You can do it different ways here, but for the most part, Gup, you know, iron game, give me some, give me a strong iron game. And who's the dudes that that's going to go positive six or seven putting right on these Bermudas. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, obviously we talk about it's hard to handicap a, a putter, but you know, more so this year, I am bringing some putting into okay. what they call models and, and looking at, because I, you know, I'm like, well, we keep saying you got to have a hot putter. So it, I get it. Guys that don't put well can show up, mm-hmm. but I'd still like to get guys that are continuously performing, you know, at a good baseline. They don't have to be the top 10 in the world putting, but you know, if they're continuously up there and they have a great, TV green game. Um, I at least want to look at some of those guys because you got it, especially these kind of tournaments, you know, grinding out those putts. Um, and Cam was unconscious. Bat Jones on the weekend, it looked like he made everybody looked at. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to handicap, but it's certainly going to matter this week, especially when you're talking 24, 25 under. And there's a few guys I like this week, but I, that's one thing I can look at. I'm like, all right, Cam, does, does he have a good Matsu? Does he have a good enough putter to get to a I like them a lot better if we're talking 16 under, not 25 under. And so it does matter. Exactly. And I think that's kind of where I was kind of leading you to. And you just took it right all the way down there is, okay, yeah, good putter, but can he get it to 25? Right. You know, I mean, I need someone that can get this to 25, 26. Kevin Na Mm -hmm. can fill it up, right? Cam Smith can fill it up. Kuchar can fill it up in his day. Kazire, Auburn Tiger, he knows a thing or two about putting on Bermuda Greens. Justin Thomas, Alabama Crimson Tide, he knows a thing or two about putting on Bermuda Greens. These Georgia Bulldogs. So, you know, I, I've been looking at a lot of that too, you know, and kind of weighing that in and, and trying to factor that in on the splits of who can putt on Bermuda Greens, um, in particularly co- or any in particularly in Hawaii right? Which you can kind of look at as well, which I've been doing and we'll share some insight on that, but yeah, lots to look at here. A lot of names on the board first fulfilled. I'm excited. Let's get to it. We've changed it up here. If, if you're joining us here on the podcast this year, uh, last year, of course, Gup and I, we would break down fantasy golf a lot. And, and, and Brandon does that in his own packages, which we'll, we'll get to here in a second. Um, but here on the podcast this year, really just kind of keeping it gut more, you know, straight line betting. Um, you know, I, I, I like the idea of where everything's going there and, and had a good start last week. Um, win tickets, top twenties, top 10, some head to heads. And I know you have a bonus one as well. So let's, let's get into it. We're going to share a few bets, but Gup does a full betting book where he'll give you everything, um, in, in, on his website, but let's, let's just tease him to start with here. All right. A little tease here with a head to head. I know you got a few, what's your first one? I like still over Bradley. Um, so a lot of the same reasons we just talked about is, uh, is, is Bradley's not, not a good putter uh, consistently. He can get hot. The one thing I like about still and a guy I'm going to target many areas this week is because of what you mentioned earlier, 
super tough conditions two years ago, fairly easy conditions last year. He top fives both years. So I like that he's come over here two totally two, two first two times he's played it, um, at least since 2016, and done well in both those environments. Um, not someone that's going to scream off the page as far as stats and all that kind of stuff, but you know, two made custody in the year at the RSM in Mayakoba. I like Keegan. I mean, I get him. He, he can get hot. Uh, we know T.D. Green, he's going to be there. It comes down to the putting, and we just talked about it. And, and so, for me, still loves this place for whatever reason. Two top fives. Uh, I'll take him over Bradley this week as the first one. I'm going to guess by the left, you're probably on something similar. <laughs> it was the very first bet that I, in my handicapping, that I put down. The very first one that I put down. Brendan Steele. I got him at minus 120 over Keegan Bradley. I think it's, I mean, this place is made for Steele. Um, he struggled, you know, a little down the stretch, kind of had it. And, um, but yeah, he's going back to a place that he's done exceptionally well. He was ended up finishing T4 last year, second back in 2020. Horses for courses. And this place fits Brandon Steele, Keegan Bradley. We know, you know, look, he'll, he'll get it done probably from a ball striking standpoint. Um, but the putter is just, you know, let's see where we're at with Keegan Bradley in 20. 22. I need to at least see a little runway before I start to play him in a, in a golf course that we know is going to yield a lot of birdies and he's going to have to make a lot of putts. So I couldn't agree more with that first one. What, what do you got for a second one? Yeah. I think, you know, one thing you talked about, which makes it, you know, you know, when I started doing this five, six years ago, we didn't have, betting was there, but it wasn't, you didn't have all the options. And of course, everybody can go look at kind of what state you're in. We're getting so many different books and options and and, you know, back in the day, it was like an outright, maybe a top five first round leader in very few matchups. Now you got all kinds of stuff, top 20s, all kinds of books competing with each other. So you can price shop that betting is definitely becoming much. And it's easier for most people to digest than, than DFS. So I do like that. My next one may be not as common out there, but I'm going to go Webb over Cam Smith. And Webb's a plus 120 dog in this. Webb is a guy that doesn't show up, um, you know, here, not ready to go for whatever reason. He just loves this place. You know, five years, he's got a 13th, a 13th, two fourths and a third played the RSM. He's a guy that his courses that he plays continuously, he always tends to show up and do well to your point on Cam Smith. One, he's coming off the win Two, He hasn't done as well here outside of the 2020 grind year. Um, and, and I worry because I did, I, I had written down that some of the stuff that he got away with, albeit he played tremendous, I'm not making mm-hmm. like he didn't play well, may bite him a little bit here, especially if he's wayward off the tee as much, um, just enough where I like Webb and especially getting plus money on Webb. I'll take Webb over Cam Smith this week. Yeah. You caught me by surprise on that one a little bit, Gup. I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Um, one thing you know, the one thing you know, what's going to happen here with Webb, you know, it was not a good season for Webb last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it was from the injury, and and the other part of it, he didn't drive it that great. Right. And you know, Webb is not long. He's got to hit it. He's got to hit it accurate. So, you know, I get the feeling with Webb that he's going to come out healthy. He's going to come out swinging this year, and this is a good place for him. Obviously, he's played as well here as anybody over the last five or six years, T4, third, T4, last three times yep. he's played here. Yeah, I think you've sold me on it. I mean, it's tough to defend, right? I mean, or not defend, but to go back and back, back to back. You know, Cam sure. Smith has got to be somewhat exhausted, walking that golf course, first and foremost, sleeping on the lead all four nights, 
staring the number one player down and making all those damn birdies. That's exhausting. Like, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, you know, Ryan, but he did, yeah, he did get away with some left shots. He did. And he was able to his, to his uh, credit. I can think of a couple times right now, just playing in my head, mud on the ball, sitting down in the grass, almost in the long grass, saved him. And he sticks to eight feet, makes birdie. So he's not going to get away with that so much with the driver. Although I am intrigued on how well he hit the driver. I actually have, have his coach Grant Field coming on Thursday uh, who lives in Australia. I'm really interested to kind of dig in a little deeper on the progress that is Cam Smith. I, I'm going to go um, in my pick here. You know, I just oh, it's popped off here for a second. I think what I'm going to do here in my head to head on my next one is I'm going to go with Abraham answer over Russell Henley. Minus 110. I think this is a good place for Abraham answer. Um, I need that dude that can fill it up. He can get a little clunky, you know, at times with his short game. I'm willing to, I think this is a good place to overlook that because it can be a little vanilla for, I, I think, some of the short game that's needed here. But I need a guy that can fill it up with the putter that can get me into that plus five, plus six, plus seven. I like Abraham answer. I thought it was a big win for him last year. Get that monkey off the back. Um, he was in the field. Uh, he was in the field last week. Now he comes over here and um, got one under his belt. I think it's a good spot for him. Russell Henley. We know like we, we know what we're going to get with Russell. I think Abe's the better player. I think Abe is going to look to come out and I, and, and I like him. Um, as someone that could potentially win this thing as well. Oh yeah, never going to get me um, uh, not back in a, a, a little sooner there, a little boomer sooner. I, I definitely Abe is a guy. I, he's a guy this week that I I'm comparing a lot to Matsu last year. So Matsu finished almost dead last at TOC, was still priced up. No one wanted to get on him in any way, shape, or form, betting or DFS. When uh, he comes out, he gets the top twenty. A similar, right? Didn't have his best stuff. No. Grinds it through, gets off the rust. He's 9,700 in DraftKings. He's 28 to 1, 30 to 1 in some spots to win. No one wants to touch him. I can see him easily showing up here and, and getting a top 20, top 10 uh, in similar fashion. Maybe he mm -hmm. just enjoyed the break a little bit, got off the rust. We saw how he finished the year last year. Got a seventh of Mayakoba. Didn't play Houston RSM. So, you know, I don't know his, his schedule down there. I used to live in San Antonio where he plays a lot, but. You know, probably got a little rust, shook it off last yeah. week, and, and he's got the game for this course. So I definitely don't don't hate that at all. Yeah, and, and I mean Henley, I know he's he Henley can be right there as well. And I think you know when you look at the the weakness of each one of those players, I think for answer it can be the short game. I think for for Henley it can be the putter. We know Henley's probably the little better iron player, but answer is right there. I mean, answer is a very solid iron player. I think where answer really kind of checks out in some of my modeling is. You know, he's excellent in par fours. There's only two par fives here. So you've got those additional par fours. Um, he's a very good par three player. He, he, he looks at a ton of opportunities. So I, I don't know. I, I think this is, I think this is a good spot for him. Knock the rust off. Here comes Russell in. He's got Russ. Let's go, Abe. Let's go. All you, all you need to do is get it up and down just a few times, right? Like, you know, if, you, if you're, if you're leaning on your short game here too much, you, you, you probably, you've got issues. Unless your other guy that you're well in the head to head, it's different. I mean, the head to head, you right. just hope the other guy's got more issues. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Who's your last one? 
So I'm going to go to a little Oklahoma boy, um, lives up the road. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Gooch. I've been on him all fall. Yeah. Um, love him. Definitely, he's born, he's born in the same city I was here in Midwest City. I, I compared him a lot in the fall before he won. I had that outright ticket to Burns. I think he's going to have a, a maybe not as some, maybe not exactly, but Burns. First time I saw Burns was he was head to head with Tiger at Honda Classic. I was there live and I was like, who's this Burns guy? I think Tiger was like minus 300 that day. I was like, Tiger's going to destroy this dude. And Burns beat him that day. Never. And I was like, man, this guy, and, you, and you've seen his career develop. You know, Gooch being local, I saw him in high school a lot. Uh, obviously, a Pope, you know, that pedigree there. I got him over English. Um, and, you know, a little bit of the opposite deal. English looked like answer last week, neither played well both finish in the bottom, you know, five or so of the tournament. He's got mixed results here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how the bulldog, he's a bulldog. So, you know, maybe he, he parties a little bit, but his best finish here is a 22nd. Everything else is a missed cut or 30th, 40th. Uh, I think Gooch, this is Gooch's year. I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to get up there um, yep. and compete and try to get on the president's cup team. Uh, be there at the end of FedEx. He's coming in with an 11th, the 60th, a win and the 15th last week. I just like his game all the way around. So I'm going to take Gooch over English. I think it's a great play. I mean, we've been talking Gooch for a while. Um, beautiful golf swing. Just really excellent swing. Boyd Summerhead's done a really good job with him. And, you know, I think with, with Gooch, if you get that hot putter with Gooch, he can oh, win yeah. this thing. He can win mm-hmm. this thing. You know, I mean, that's the bottom line. Because he'll, I, I think he'll do the rest of it just fine. And if, if he catches fire and he starts filling it up, and he has that special week. Taylor Gooch can win this thing. And he's one of my win tickets at 25 to one. I'll, I'll take that. Um, so I'll just go ahead and spill the beans with that. So I, I really like this pick a lot. Putting three of the four rounds last week and still finished yeah. 15. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. He's, it's, he's that good. There. Yeah. He's that good. Tita Green. I mean, he really is. Um, and that's kind of the player, right? Like, hey, Gucci and his career is going this way, right? He got the win last year and... And now you come in here and like, okay, if that guy put, if that guy goes plus five, he wins. Yep. Right. And so I like those odds. I, I really like that play a lot. The, the Gooch over English. All right. Let's move it over to top 20. Um, why don't you kick us off there with the top 20? Uh, two of them are going to be a, a kind of a richer repeat, but the first one I hadn't talked about yet. I like Chris Kirk uh, played well last year here. A second. Uh, resurgent after the personal issues he's gone through um, hit a peak actually coming out of this for about two or three months there. Um, couldn't finish on Sundays to save his life. Uh, had a, a major sweat at the TPC last year uh, when he was right there at the, at the end of it. Uh, I, I like his game in general, um, you know, prior winner on tour. I think he's coming in and around and everything, you know, went through a little wall after that hot streak, but um, it has a 10th and a second here, you know, and then a bunch of missed cuts, but we obviously know some of that personal stuff that's going on. Um, I, you know, I, I, top 20 is paying three to one. Um, you know, I, I like how he finished here last year. It seems like this course fits his game, in my opinion. Again, another guy that if he just says games two or three putting, the top 20 comes in to play a lot. Um, he mm-hmm. doesn't need to gain five or six to win. He does, but get a top 20 with him. If we can just be positive with the putter with him, I, I like him to, to be right there come Sunday. Yeah. This was a big week last year for him too. Cause he, he finished second yes. and that secured his card. Yeah. He was on the special exemption. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a Georgia bulldog. Yep. The so, of the week. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love Chris Kirk. Um, he's been, a, he's been on the podcast and he's got, it's been through a lot. Um, and you know, you just forget he's won four times on the PGA tour. And when I was talking to him when he was, when he was making his way back, um, and you know, just, I was doing my research and I was going through Chris Kirk and I was like, damn, you forget how good of a player Chris Kirk was. Like he was phenomenal. I mean, winning. Um, so now he's, he, you know, he's got his loops back out there and um, he's going back to a place he likes. And so get those vibes going again. I'm going to, I'll stay in the top 20 here and I'll give you uh, you know, I've been on Seamus power been talking about him for the better part of a year. I'll stay with him. Let's keep the good play going. Plus one seventy. Um, you know, I look at this and and how he kind of checks out. You get approach and you get putting. That's what you get with Seamus. Um, and and the rest of it's right there, middle of the pack. He won Barbasol. He'll peak with that putter. Like all of a sudden, you'll see the plus four, like you saw at Northern Trust, like you saw at Sanderson. Um, you see plus five, like you saw at Rocket. You know, if there's an eighth, there's an eighth, the first, 21st, 12th, 11th, 4th, 15th at the century. Like, okay. He checks out. Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to ride the train. I've been on him. He gives me approach. He gives me putting. The rest of it's fine. Top 20 plus 170. Let's go Seamus Power. Yeah, he's on my radar for several things this week. Um, DraftKings a little concerned about the popularity because he did pay off for, for people last week. Um, definitely like him this week. I think, I think he'll be right there. You, you, you got me on him in the fall. Um, and he continued at 11th at my fourth at the RSM and he came back last week and, and a 15th. So I, I definitely like him. Um, my, my next top 20 is probably a little bit, um, not as known. You'll know him obviously, but, um, guy I played a lot in the fall and I think he's going to be a really, really good rookie this year. And that's Alex Smalley grinder out of Duke. Um, you know, plus 350, a really good number. I don't mind the uh, the, the long shot ticket there. I think he's 100, yeah. 125, depending on the book. I uh, don't know if he get, he has that yet, but he's there, man. And he can, I remember one tournament he started, I think, three or four over after five and then just lit it up and, and made the cut and wanted, I think, finishing top five in the whole tournament. And, and you see that a lot. Like, he doesn't get down on himself. He grinds. Um, I think a little bit easier playing conditions will be, a bonus for him. He's a guy I love in, in DraftKings as well this week, but a 15th at the Houston Open, like he, he's been up there already in, in his short PGA career. And I think he's had a good career and, and I think he's gonna have a pretty good year as a rookie this year. Yeah. I'm pulling him up here. Um, last 24 rounds, but this, this is the tough part <clears throat> coming into the first part of the year. Cause there's a break and this right. and that, <clears throat> but I think what you can look at, like in the last 24, 36 rounds is in that fall, some of these newer names, right? How did they, how did they stack up overall? And in the last 24 rounds, you look at them there in the fall, Alex Smalley checks out at 14 strokes gain total. So very solid, um, very solid players. So yeah, I mean, you're looking for some odds. You're looking to come down the board a little bit, plus 350. I'll go there with you. Yeah, for sure. I had him circled. I'll, I'll go there with you and you know, just to give you context. Like Corey Connors was 12th. Kevin Na was 13th in the last 24 round strokes and totals. That's the kind of company that, you know, he's in right, right there. Kevin Na, of course, won this event. <laughs> right. 
and um, well last year. Better than average Bermuda putter. I mean, he's top third in the field for me. He's nothing great, but he's that guy we're talking. I mean, he's young. We haven't seen it all, but you know, he's a guy that if he does start filling it up, you know, the rest of his game, I love. Uh, and I like his mentality. Some of the times I've seen him as a young guy, you get you start a tournament three or four over, and you come back to not only make the cup but top top ten a tournament. This young, I, I like that kind of stuff, and it sticks with me. Mm-hmm. I got told Damon at plus two twenty, top twenty. That's a good number. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm. I haven't cemented that one yet. That's one that I have written down. I, I you know, I feel like I've got another probably thirty percent of research to do here before I really cement this in. But I wanted to get your reaction to it, Joel Damon. You know, he is uh, he is a guy that will be talked about uh, on my card here in just a little bit. Okay, <laughs> so, so I, plus two. I'm definitely on him. Yeah, I okay. like that. Good. Yeah, plus yeah, two twenty. Look at his. If you look at his three years here, uh, and you deep dive into stats, 18, 19, 20, massive gains. Made the cut all three times. Seventy third, twenty second, and a twelfth the last time he played it in the tough conditions. Um, definitely a guy that's trending, and then four straight made cuts. Um, to, you know, this year. At the end of the year last year, including a fifth at the Houston Open. I, I think his game, he's not a guy. He'll, he, you follow him on Twitter. I, I've met him a few times, and his mm-hmm. caddy's great as well. Um, not a, a self-admitted guy, kind of like Kisner will say, if it's a long, a big ballpark, I'm not going to be there. Joel will, will say, hey, that, that 23, 24-ish, I, I can get there. Mm-hmm. You start talking about 30 under, like he's like, I, I don't know if I got that many birdies, but um, that's why that top 20 is, is a great bet. Cause I think, you know, you, yeah. you get to 19, 20 under, you're going to be right there at the top 20. So I definitely like him. Yeah. He finished, let's see, he was T12 back in 2020. He was T22 back in 2019. So hovering right there in that 20 mark. Um, can he stay there or just bump it up a little bit? That's all we need him to do. Yeah. Damon, you know, it's funny, Joel, <clears throat> I know his caddy really well, uh, Gino Benelli. Gino, yeah, great guy. Yeah, so Gino, this is how small the world is. So I went to college at Lewis and Clark State College, which is right on the Lewiston-Washington border. Um, Gino is from Lewiston, and Joel is from Clarkston. So when I went to college there, our place was right there in the Clarkston Country Club, and Joel was like, I don't know, what was he, six years old maybe? Something like that, seven. <laughs> and um, and Gino's a little bit older, so we we have some mutual friends back there. So I've been following Joel's career in Gino for a long time and their characters. Gino is, is a hoop. I mean, damn guys, hilarious and a good player as well. The biggest event back in that Valley, it's called the wing ding. He actually won it last year. You know, he shot like probably three or 400 to win that tournament. So he's a very accomplished player himself. Joel, um, obviously top shelf player. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'll probably cement that in at 220 listening to you speak. It feels right. Top 20 feels right here at that number uh, for Joel Damon. All right. Um, you want to move it to a win ticket? What do you think? Uh, I got one more. Oh, you got one more and, top 20. My bad. Yeah. And it's plus 450. So it's my longest odd one. And it's, it's a bulldog. Hudson Swafford, 450. So four and a half to one top 20. Six straight made cuts here, a ninth, a 13th, a 54th, a third, a 57th, mm. and a 25th last year. So three inside the top 20, one was a 25th, so right there on the bubble. Uh, two made cuts at the Houston Open and Mayakoba. To, um, you know, good, good, he had a good year at the end of the year going, missed a cut at the RSM, but, um, you know, of course, fit-wise, I think it fits him well. 
He's 19th in good drives for me, 18th in birdie or better. I think he's, you know, let's get a little bulldog momentum again that, you know, 20 to one, I mean, a uh, top 20 for him is, is very doable this week and, and could mess around. If he, he, he struggles putting at times on Bermuda, but you know, this place he's done well. So it's one of those courses where I go, all right, he's put a decent enough here that I like the top 20 at a longer odd for a top 24 and a half to one. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't have Swadford. You're, you're after this Georgia, like the, the mojo <laughs> is just going to be flowing from Indianapolis all the way. <laughs> over to Wyla. <laughs> I was doing my research. I was doing my prep this morning. I was like, man, I'm on a lot of bulldogs. I didn't even know. It's like coincidence. All right. So we've got, all right. I like that. We got some nice odds there um, in the top 20. And, and, and look there, I, it's going to happen here this week. You're going to get, you're going to, there, it's, you got, there's some handicapping here, but this is a little bit of gut too, for sure. Um, oh yeah. Uh, coming into the Sony here, not a lot of previous form, um, how they've been playing coming into this event. Obviously you can look at how they've played here. I like looking at how they've putted here. Um, and speaking of putting and speaking of playing well in Hawaii, as we transition to win tickets, um, I'm going to go all the way down to 16 and one. I'm going to put some money on leash. Uh, I'm going to put some money on Mark Leishman at plus 16. I know that's a little, that's, you know, a little chalky, but that's, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, these Australians in Hawaii, it's the real thing. And I think they'll pull it off here. The double, double cam last week, uh, leash this week. And and you're looking for that spotty putter that can go like plus seven leash does that. That's exactly what he does. He did it at, uh, in the fall, just back in September at Fortinet plus seven Shriners plus seven and a half. I mean, he he'll he'll start filling it up, and you get him on these Bermuda greens like this, and and he is he is top shelf. So played good at Houston. <clears throat> I think he um I think he played okay at Century. Finished top ten. You know, it wasn't anything special. Probably knocked some rust off. So he comes over here, place he's uh, almost won before. He was T four here last year, T three in in twenty nineteen. I think Leash can fill it up. I think Leash can get into the twenties. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll splurge here a little bit, put some money on, on the Aussie at plus 16. Yeah. I've seen them, you know, obviously you can shop around 18. I've seen 18 out there, but, um, yeah. and they talked about on the port, you could see it, but they did talk about it that, you know, focused on a little bit of uh, fitness over the, the break, lost a little bit of weight, put on yep. the muscle, um, which probably was good for last week. That course walking it, like you mentioned, I remember I saw Phil's interview Thursday and, yeah, you know, Bill talks about, you know, him, I mean, he's not the fittest in the world, but definitely he's a lot better now than he used to be. He talked about how, you know, kind of hit him walking, walking that stuff. So, oh, yeah. Um, definitely don't mind. mind any, you know, last week we saw the, the Aussies, uh, you know, Cam Smith, Matt Jones, Leishman, top 10. So um, definitely don't mind that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some good things coming from, I think the calmer conditions, <clears throat> no win. I think that's going to play in his role. Um, you know, the tougher conditions a couple of years ago, he didn't play as well here. It was windy. So I, I think the, the setup is going to be more in, in, in favor to how he likes to, to, to play with his ball flight as well. Who you got first win ticket? Who's your favorite on your, on your board that you're going to play? So I'm going to go Matt McNeely, um, okay. 50 to one. Um, you, you know, I, well, 
my, my favorite would probably be, I, I just not, I got him in a little bonus here a little bit would be Gooch. I'm with you on Gooch. Uh, saw him as best as, as a 28, 25 kind of shop around in there. Yep. Uh, so I do, I do, you know, he's the guy that I like this week, one and done stuff like that. He'll probably be on my short list, but I like McNeely, um, yep. you know, a 19th and 11th at Houston Open my Mayakoba, never played here. Um, you know, probably maybe a little worrisome for him to come out and get a win. Um, odds may seem a little, a little short, but when you look at the field, uh, the Fortinet championships, one, I kind not, not a true comp, but I did look at that. He got a second there. Um, you know, last year, second at the AT&T Pebble beach, you know, what, you know, some of these that I kind of take a look at, but it, it, overall pedigree of what he can bring. And it seems like his, his career is on the up upswing mm-hmm. that, I, and I like the number, you know, if it, I don't want to say he's like Gooch. Um, and obviously Gooch is a lot shorter odds, but at that 50 to one number, if, you, if your book allows those each ways or top five, you can probably get in there at a nine to one ish type stuff. I, I like him this week a lot. And I, I don't know how much he'll be on radars, but I definitely like him overall. Yeah. I see him. I see him right now at 50. Um, I think Cameron Davis could be interesting in that, in that world at 60. Um, there's Kirk. You mentioned he's at 70. Kucher won here. He's 70. EVR played pretty well week before. He's 80. You got 23 players out of that field of 39 that are in the field this week. 39 of them last week. 23, 24 stayed. Bryson withdrew. <clears throat> so now we're down to 23. Bryson mentioned the wrist. So. Mm-hmm. We'll lay off that driver maybe a few hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. McNeely at 50. We both got Gooch at 28, which I feel great about, by the way. I'm, I'm very, very happy with that number at 28. Right now I have, and I'll, I'll throw another one in here <clears throat> into my membership here when I email everything on a Wednesday. But I, I'm <clears throat> right now I got, you know, Leash at 18, Gooch at 28. You've got Gooch at 28, McNeely at 50. Who else? You got another one there? Yeah, I had two more. One okay. was you just mentioned, Cam Davis, uh, 60 to okay. 1. You can get that each way world, um, you know, 11 to 1-ish type stuff. But I, I'm a big Cam Davis guy. I love him. You talk about his DraftKings world can just absolutely fill it up and outscore his position. Um, he's got a top 10 here, a 31st last year, a 10th last week. Looked really good all the way around. He is a guy that, um, you get a positive putting week for him, he can be right there. And, and, you know, again, right there in that same kind of number we're at, 60 to one type deal. I really like him. And then the one you already mentioned, which I kind of validated was I, I do have got, uh, Damon 66 to one Okay. Um, in, in the top five, top 20, like you mentioned, I think he's a good price there and I don't mind. I think I've seen him as high as 70 in some places. So I like him as well this week. Yeah. You go back to Cam Davis. He, he, of course he won rocket mortgage. Yep. Um, very solid across the board, you know, pretty much approach and in, in putting some short came in there. He gained. Um, and rockets a higher, lower scoring. However you want to look at it. I mean, it's going to be in the twenties, most years as well. So yeah. uh, he can fill it up if he needs, if he gets, gets high and, and not many Eagles on this course out there, but he'll be one that has a shot on those two par fives, probably almost every round. 10th mm-hmm. at the century last week. Looking to take that next step, right? Got the win last year. Now you come in here. Yeah, that's um. Let's take a little bit deeper dive on that. And then you you went ahead and pulled the prick on the 
the trigger. So we're, we're, we're on the same page with Damon then, you know, at yep. 60 to one, I, I, I may just go ahead and get on that too. Um, I'm already on it in the top 20, but I might just go ahead and, and get on in the win ticket as well. So your bonus was Gooch. So I, I do uh, every, you know, some tournaments depend on what, what the board looks like. Um, and, and most books are now offering, it's called a Quinella and that's more of the horsing term. And it's basically you pick two golfers and if they finish first, second in any given okay. order, it doesn't matter. Um, they both have to obviously finish one finishes his first one finishes second. Um, this is, you know, sprinkle imminent money type on, but I like Webb and Gooch. Um, if they finish first and second, it pays 225 to one. Um, you know, your DraftKings fan, it, all books are starting to offer this more. I, I've done them for a while, but not many books would offer them. So I don't feel comfortable uh, putting them out there all the time. Uh, hit a few of them uh, here last year, hit a 395 to one, one in the fall swing um, with um, Thomas Peters Euro over here with the PGA. So they, they do hit, but, you know, sprinkle money. I, I think Webb can be right there. And we both love Gooch. We talked about it. And, you know, 225 to one bonus, little little fun bet is one that I'll throw out there. I like that. So Webb, good, sorry, Webb, Gooch, Quinella. Yep. Plus, what'd you say it was? Uh, yeah, 225 to one. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna be fun to see Webb. You know, I, I think... He's got to be chomping at the bit this year to get back out there healthy. Got to get that driver. He's got to get that driver better though. If he, if he didn't play the RSM and finish top ten like he did, I probably would be more hesitant to go. Ah, let me let me see if he's refocused. The fact he hadn't played in a while before the RSM, he showed up, looked a lot better in general um, compared to where he was midseason, and like you said, he took a lot of time off. You got to think the holidays and the break helped, and he just. He's come here many times not playing the Tournament of Champions in yep. top 10. So the RSM finish for me gave me enough boost to go, all right, he, he, he likes this place, A, and Web, he's, you know, Web or Web courses, he has them, he likes them. Um, you know, and so I like it enough to be, be right there on him this week. Uh, hopefully people do the wait and see deal, uh, especially DraftKings-wise. But betting-wise, I, I like it. I think it's a good yep. number all the way around and definitely think he'll, he'll have a good outing. Now, these are just a few of your picks <clears throat> that you've shared here on the podcast, but you've got your full betting card and you're, you're doing a lot of other stuff as well. Other sports, where's that website? And then the promo code that people can use to go access some of that. Yeah. Just gupscorner.com uh, at gupscorner on Twitter. If you want to follow, look at, look at some of the stuff we post. We got uh, college football just ended, obviously uh, got one of the best guys in the industry there. NASCAR is firing up with the first ever, Millie Maker Tournament on DraftKings uh, next mm. month. Uh, we got that covered. Great team there. They do the betting as well. Um, PGA, obviously, I do. Kenny Kim has been on your pod. He's on my PGA crew there. Uh, great guy. Great listener mm -hmm. over there. Uh, NFL, we got a little bit left. So my NFL team and I, we got you know playoffs coming, finishing that up. Um, then our big focus in the spring definitely is NASCAR, UFC, and, and golf. DFS, betting, all that kind of stuff. We have tools. Um, we build models. We have optimizers for your lineups if you're into the DFS stuff, but also all my betting stuff is on there as well. Um, tons of free pods and all that kind of stuff. You can check all that out. They can use Stripe um, and they get 30% off and includes a seven-day risk-free trial. So you can check it out for a week. If you don't like it, no risk. You know, it's a risk-free type deal. You cancel, move on, never get charged, but you can come see what we're all about. Awesome. That's promo code Stripe. Stripe. Yep. yep. <clears throat> awesome, man. Good stuff. It's good to get back yeah. in it, get some reps in it here. Is. Yeah, I'm looking forward you know? to this week. 
Another yeah. nice night showing, so I like that. So oh, I know, <clears throat> I love it. Wife, wife may not, wife may not as much, but uh, I enjoy sitting down at night watching golf. It's always fun. I want to be heading out to the American Express. Actually, I'll be <clears throat> leaving on Monday. Going to be doing nice. uh, some things out there um, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, we are, part of the uh, we are we are planning the big uh, PGA Championship is right down the road for me this year. So I'm that's going to be my big event to try to get people out to and okay. Um, hopefully, you can, anybody making it. I know Kenny Kim's coming. Several guys want to. It's not often you get a major in your home, especially Oklahoma, Southern Hills. Southern Hills. Yeah. So uh, my kids were born in Tulsa. We got a lot of connections there. I'm I'm looking forward to that one as well to get out. Hadn't seen live golf in a while. I normally go to several a year, but obviously with all the, you know, restrictions we've had, uh, definitely looking forward to it. I played Southern Hills in 1998, the NAIA National Championships. Nice. Southern Hills Country Club. It beat my ass like a drum. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is tough, especially in the summer. It's definitely, I'm glad to see it um, in the in the May. This is one of the yeah. venues that they, you know, obviously last time Tiger was here was, I think, 110 or 100. I mean, it was just unbelievable. People aren't used to it if they don't live here. And people were dropping like flies. And that turned fans were because it was just with Tiger there. There's so many people. So to have it in May, which we can still get hot, but it won't be that August heat that, no. that we saw. So I'm looking forward to it in general. Yep. Well, it will be here before you know it. It's uh, the the pedals down. We're already into week two here uh, of the 2022 calendar year. We'll have you back up as always. Thank you. And um, have a great week, bud.